0: Preparation for the end time. Lesson six. The change of the law. The promise. The Apostle Paul says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's the key. No condemnation. Everybody wants to hear this. No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Romans 8, verse 1. There's a little tiny word, in Christ Jesus. Are you in Christ Jesus? That's the point. Because then the promise will work for you. If you are not in Christ Jesus, you will be condemned. That's so just the opposite. Being outside of Jesus, condemnation. Being in Jesus, no condemnation. Now that's the key. But how can I get to this point, being in Christ Jesus? Because that's the promise then. No condemnation, Hallelujah. In to be in something means not to be far away. <laughs> You're more than close, you are in something. This being together in one spirit, the same thinking that you can say, "My will is your will and your will is my will. O oh Lord. Your will be done. This this is being in Christ Jesus. And that's only possible by love. Without love, you never can be in somebody. So some people think that the problem is the law. If we could get rid of the law of God, oh, then we would be free, and then we could do whatever we want to, and then life would be fine, wouldn't it? And that's the devil who tells such ideas. If you do whatever you want, you will be in trouble, because then you will do silly things, and you can act wisely. And then, there will be success. But only then, if you act wisely. If you act in a stupid way, there won't be any success. (laughs) You can be sure about that. Every day, we make decisions. And whether they are made in a wise way or in a stupid way, we will see the outcome of it. So the problem is not the law of God who tells us what is the best, but our inclination. We, we are in a way like this. If you put something on here, like a ball, what will happen? It goes down. You don't have to do anything, because it's not flat. As soon as it like this, it goes down. And that's our problem. The Apostle Paul, in Romans chapter 7, reads, verse 7, What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. Indeed, I would not have known what sin was except through the law. For I would not have known what coveting really was if the law had not said, do not covet. So, the law is holy. The commandment is holy. Righteous and good. But what we need is to be in harmony with God's law. And that's only possible when we love Jesus. If we really love him, then we want to do his will. Then we are in Jesus. And then there is no condemnation. This is the promise. But because of the devil, this law had to be changed according to the devil's will. And he has done that in church history, as we will see. The law and sin. this is the law, God's law. What is sin? When you do not act according to God's law, that's sin. But the origin of this word comes out of the Greek language, the, the old Greek language, there we have the following origin. An archer, one who uses his bow with an arrow to hit the aim. Such an archer, if he didn't find the exact aim, if he wasn't good in sending this arrow (laughs) to the right place and it flew somewhere then he was a sinner. A sinner. He didn't hit the center. And this is a sinner. And that's very interesting because if you are not in accordance, in harmony with God's will, you, you will not hit the center. You will not meet the center. You will not find satisfaction for your life. The Rolling Stones who sang, I can get no satisfaction. a uh, wonderful illustration. They have money. <laughs> yeah, and they are honored thousands come when they give a concert. Why do they sing then? I can get no satisfaction? <laughs> because you can only get this when you are in accordance in harmony with God's will. There is no other way. But the devil, he's the one who tells us the problem is the law. Therefore, you, you can get no satisfaction. If there were a law, then you could do whatever you, you want to, and then you would be happy. Is that so? Nonsense. There are many people. They do whatever they want because they are so powerful, so mighty, so rich. They're in a position nobody tells them what to do. They can do whatever they do. What do they do? Stupid things. They do not act wisely. Now, this is our problem. The sin. Not the law. The devil wants to change the law. But God wants us to change. Martin Luther, who tried to become a righteous person as a monk he did everything salvation through works he he tried to following instead of sleeping in his bed he slept on the floor not a carpet stones floor of stones But to sleep on it, isn't it? After one night you will experience that you have 207 bones in you because they all hurt afterwards. And he thought, why it's good that it hurts because then my sins will go away. That's nonsense. Afterwards when he experienced, oh no, I can come With all my bad past to the Lord. And when I tell Him, Oh Lord, what have I done? I'm so sorry. I've experienced, discovered, I've done bad things. Please forgive me. That's why He died for us. That's all you need. And then you will experience this forgiveness, this, this kind of peace you've never had before. It's just gone. That's salvation. And then you will start living with Jesus, loving him, acting according to his will, to say, your will is my will. That's to be in Jesus. The problem is not the law of God. The problem is transgression. From Sabbath to Sunday. Often we hear from our fellow Christian brothers, the law has been done away. You can't get salvation through works. It's true. You cannot be saved by the law through works. Impossible. But we know in prophecy that the devil, the devil tried to change God's law. And that happened in reality, in history. 321, the emperor Constantine he made the Sunday law. And since then, since 1,700 years, there is Sunday, isn't it? And because people do not go back far enough in time, they think, ah, this is what it has always been. It has always been so. Now, we go to the origin, and there we find It's not like this. We want to see the truth. Now, there are some texts which are usually used to show, Look, even in the early church, they assembled on Sunday, and therefore, with Jesus' death and his resurrection day, from that day onwards, they met on Sabbath day. On Sunday instead of Sabbath day. It's interesting to see in the epistles of Paul there are themes of discussion. For example, circumcision. Should male persons be circumcised? Yes or not? Jews said if they are not, they cannot be saved. And then it was an A counselor of the apostles, and that's what. Then it was made clear: you can be saved without being circumcised. So this was a theme of discussion. Discussion. There was even a a counselor of the apostles. Do we find a single text about a discussion, Sabbath or Sunday? Why not? (laughs) Because it it is something. Sunday, which came 300 years later on. So why should there be a discussion in the New Testament texts? Not a single verse you will find about this t- discussion. When the theme of circumcision was so important, yeah, imagine a change of the law of God. No word about it. Just as if nothing had happened. Impossible. Now what are the texts in John 20 we read it was the day of the resurrection morning and in the evening of that day the, the apostles the apostles were together gathered together of course <laughs> they had heard rumors it's the grave it's it's empty some said we've seen angels some said we've seen Jesus so they they are yeah in confusion and then Jesus appears, when they were assembled. And therefore people say, see, they assembled on Sunday. (laughs) They assembled every day. (laughs) They were daily together. So that's, that's no proof at all. Then another text which is used, we find this in Acts 20. Paul is on his third mission tour. And he goes back from Greek, this is this map here, he's in Corinth and goes back to Philippi and then he tells what happened. It took five days to come here, the ship from Philippi to Troas and then he wanted to go on to Jerusalem. At the time of Passover he was here and then he left and then he stayed here for seven days. And then there was a a meeting where Paul talked till midnight because it took so long. Yeah, because he wanted to travel on the next day. And here, on his last day, it says, we were gathered together on the first day of the week. Yeah, because it was the last day of his journey when he wanted continue. It's not something that proves that they always assembled on the f- first day because they had changed from Sabbath to Sunday. You will never find such a verse. He's on his tour. In the, in this or that place he was on that day and in this and that place he was on that day. So that's no proof at all. Or when he talks in First Corinthians chapter 16, that you should put the tithe, the money for the Lord, aside on the first day of the week, so on the first day of work, because the first day was the first day of work, not at the last day when nothing is left. Put it aside from the beginning. That's nothing that proves that they assembled on the first day of the week. At home, they should put their money for the Lord aside. But if you look through the classes of Sunday, then everything looks like pink. The seventh day in the New Testament. When we look at the Acts the story of the Apostles of the Holy Spirit mostly stories about the Apostle Paul when you have a close look at this we see how the first Christians lived how they developed and when they assembled and we have a lot of texts concerning the seventh day the Sabbath. For example when the Apostle Paul started on his first mission tour from Antiochia this was the capital of this whole Roman area here minor Asia little Asia He, as we can see on this small ma- map started with Barnabas and John Mark going over to Tippus, and then they came here and then to another Antiochia, not the same as this one, only the same name. This is a small Antiochia and this is a big one. And here in Antiochia in Pisidian, we find the following situation. (coughs) And we can see a strategy here. When Paul came to a new place, he looked for a synagogue. And then he went there on Sabbath. That, that's, he's a Jew. That, that's his habit. And when the people there get a look of Paul and Barnabas, they see when talking with them, oh, teachers of the law, oh, fine, would you like to, to preach here? We invite you. Of course, they like to. And Paul usually starts preaching and comes to the chair of the Whole story, Jesus, the Messiah, he was killed, crucified, but he's the Messiah. And it's prophesied in the Old Testament texts. So, so nearly always the same story. And then they, they listened, the Jews. Some said, oh no, and the other said, oh yes. And the assembly was divided. Sometimes he could preach once, then two times, three times, but not very long. Then persecution started. Now in this Antiochia, we, li- we read in verse 44, when Paul was asked to go on next Sabbath when they assembled, on the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. So, not only the Jews, the synagogue was much too small to, 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 that all these people could be there. So, so, they assembled in nature outside the synagogue. And during this meeting, the Jews. He became so jealous that they talked against the words of Paul. And then Paul did what he did from now on everywhere where he came after some time. He made a new congregation of the Christian church. Because they going together, Christians and Jews, impossible. They would have killed them, the Jews, the Christians. And they continue assembling on Sabbath. Nowhere we read that there was a change from Sabbath to Sunday. Not a single text. We hear a lot of accusations against Paul. That he didn't circumcise the heathen people. They became Christians without being circumcised. There was a council of Apostles because of that. But never ever you hear the accusation He changed. So not from the Jews. Imagine. The Jews never accused Paul of changing Sabbath to Sunday. Yeah, why not? Yeah, because he hasn't done it. It's so easy. You just have to read. In Philippi, when he gets there, in Europe, he finds no synagogue. So for the first time, he doesn't know what to do then. There must be Jews here. And he thinks, well, if they do not have a house in the synagogue, a hall, maybe they assemble in nature. And he goes to the river because a Jewish Sabbath service includes washings, washing ceremonies. And really, they find ten women. And Paul talks to them. And Lydia becomes a Christian. A very rich lady. She's the first Christian in Europe. It's always the same strategy. What goes on? Sabbath and Sabbath, the Christian congregation meets, the assembles. There's never a change from Sabbath to Sunday. This change came in three, two, one. A Roman law. That's history. That's the truth. The Attempted Change of the Sabbath I'm a pastor and a history teacher and therefore I'm fascinated of biblical prophecy because you can see in history the fulfillment of the words of the Bible and That there will be a power that tries to change the Sabbath, the law of God, we can see in history, fulfilled. And that's fascinating, isn't it? Now, the prophet Daniel, in a vision, in chapter 7, saw seven... Beasts coming out of the sea, wow, you see the waves. The beasts are in a way uh, similar to the image in Daniel chapter 2, where we had this image of gold, silver, brass, iron. And here we have instead of the metals, animals, beasts. The lion, Babylon, the bear, middle Persian, the panther with four heads, Creek, Greece. These four heads sim- uh, symbolize the, the four offices. When Alexander the Great died, f- his four offices Took over the government, and then the fourth beast, a dragon. It's described. Oh, yeah, as you can see it here. I think this wouldn't be a painting for your sleeping room. Or this fourth power has many horns. And it shows the power, and after some time, a little horn, little in the beginning, comes out, which becomes bigger and bigger than all the other horns in the end. Now what is this about? We will see it in history. Everything here, which is colored on this map, or so surrounded, shows the empire of the Romans. About 500 AD, the western part crumbled. Before that, in 395 AD, Rome, the Roman Empire, was divided in organization in two parts. Western part, Rome, the capital. Eastern part, the capital of constantinople called Byzance, today istanbul here when all the german tribes came down here the western empire of romans just disappeared but then came uh, an emperor in the eastern roman empire Which succeeded the Western one for one, for more than one thousand years, and there was an emperor, Justinian. Justinian, he tried to make a big Roman Empire again, and everything that is colored in this light brown color here, he succeeded to get back to the Roman Empire. So he succeeded in getting Italy back to the Roman Empire, which was very important because of Rome, which was the center for a long period of time. Now, in, fifth, in 500, five, three, Justinian died in 565 AD so some years before that he did something which had an enormous influence on church history he made the bishop of Rome the Roman Catholic bishop of Rome to a bishop above the bishops And when the political system collapsed again, because from after Justinian's death, this empire became smaller and smaller and smaller. In the end, there was only Constantinople left in 1453 AD. That was the end. And because of... Justinian, who made the Bishop of Rome to a a special, very chief position, the Bishop of Rome became the Pope. And we can read this development in Daniel chapter 7, verse 25. This little horn in the beginning... He will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints and try to change the set times and the laws. He tries to change the laws. The saints will be handed over to him for a time, times and half a time. Three and a half years, 1260 days in prophecy, days, the code, years, so 1,260 years, they started in 538 and ended in 1798, the time of Napoleon. And during this time, more than a 1,000 years, the Roman Catholic Church oppressed the saints and tried to kill them, the real saints, wherever they found them. Summary. The prophet Daniel had a vision, and in chapter 7, we are shown what he had seen. This horn, which was small in the beginning and became bigger than all the others, and it was different, more different than all the other horns. It was a different power. It was a spiritual power, a denomination. And it is written that this spiritual power intended to change the law of God. We know the devil is behind it, of course. And he's very clever in using a church for that, isn't it? Then you can be more easily Manipulated. That's the point. Now, what happened in history? We have a look at this map here. The pink and light pink color shows the Roman Empire around 375. It has, in a few years afterwards, it was divided in a western area, organizationally divided. It was one empire, but with a capital in Rome and with a capital in Constantinople later Byzantium later Istanbul now here we see the red line this is a very interesting development we can see here the hans 375 They came from Inner Asia on their horses, like a lightning, came here to Europe in the area of Paris and they mixed up everything. The German tribes which settled here, this light brown color, they had tried to get into the Roman Empire for hundreds of years without success. But when the Huns came and attacked the Germans, the German tribes, they they tried to get away, went where to go. And then they managed to come into the Roman Empire. So it were the Huns who drove the German tribes into Western Roman Empire. And the western part of the Roman Empire collapsed in 476. So this is 101 years after the attack of the Huns, when they came to Europe on their horses. Quick, fast, as a lightning. Here on the next map we see the different German tribes where they settled in Europe on this map here we see how the Eastern Emperor Justinian tried to get back the western part of the Roman Empire this is the light pink color here So he succeeded nearly, and in this time, the Bishop of Rome in 538 was raised above all the other Christian bishops. But the development had already started earlier, because in 321, the Emperor Constantine, therefore the name Constantine Opel, Opel means town, town of Constantine. He in 321 made his Sunday law and made the heathen Roman religion come together with Christian elements and a new church was formed which should be the church for everybody. And therefore, this church was called Roman, Roman Catholic. Catholic means for everybody in the state, Roman Catholic. So we see where where the main point is on it. And this Roman Catholic church, it was a mixture of heathen Roman religious elements and Christian elements. But the early Christian church was different in their dogmas, of course. But this church became the leading one. Here we see how it developed the dark gray color and light gray in Europe. And this church accepted this. So it forced Sunday to be accepted. And everybody who stayed to their biblical Sabbath, they tried to kill everybody who didn't live according to their dogmas. So in history we see a development and about 700 the A new power from the East came here, through Mohammed, Islam. It came up here till the Pyrenees. And all of these were taken out of Christian hands. Later on this area was driven back from Mohammedanian religion, but this was the only one. The rest kept. Islamic tradition. Here we see the last part of the East Roman Empire. Here, in this area, in this time, when the Roman Empire was still mighty, Sunday law was developed. And because this church, a combination of Roman and Christian religious elements, because this church became the Church of the State, the Sunday was prolonged in Europe, and then it went around the world. Later on, we see the development in Europe, how it goes on 800, and so in 200 years, the colors change of the political situation in Europe up to the end of the first world war. It covers 1,000 years, but here the religious element is the same which was developed here in the Roman Empire. And in the time of the Reformation we have this kind of map in Europe. It's a wild mixture of many, many colors. Till today as we can see.